with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into Full Time on KCLR here with myself, Martin Quilty, on this Monday evening, the 8th of May. Hope you are all well. Hope you're all out of the rain because we've had thunder showers here lately. It's been hopping off the roof. You can hear it outside. So hopefully everyone is keeping nice and dry. We have a busy show coming up for you this evening. I'm going to be chatting with Oshin Langan very shortly, who was commentating for us in Corrigan Park yesterday between Antrim and Kenny in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship. Terence Kelly will be joining me uh, in part two, talking about Carlo's victory over Down. Uh, under 20 manager Mark Dowling will be joining me to discuss the upcoming semi-final with Wexford on Saturday and I will be joined in studio by Anya Farrell later on to discuss all things Camogie but first of all we are going to go to yesterday's game and Oshin Langan was there with Michael Welsh commentating on the game Oshin, how are you this evening good sir? I'm very good I'm glad I avoided those showers although I experienced them last night driving back through Kilkenny well, I it was think- very very bad lovely day in Belfast horrible evening in Kilkenny well, it's horrible here at the minute, so hopefully everyone out there is listening to ourselves and keeping dry. Oshin, uh, some people, I've heard them saying it was a farcical score yesterday with Kilkenny and Antrim. Does the result reflect such a statement, or did Antrim really put it up to Kilkenny? Well, Antrim really did put it up to Kilkenny in patches. You never felt at any stage like they were going to lay a glove on Kilkenny. You never felt at any stage like Kilkenny would lose, even when it went back to... 1-2 two, to 2-2 two, two after Malloy got that goal Kilkenny just put over a few scores so Kilkenny always look comfortable what you get out of that kind of game if you're a manager or a team I'm not so sure but they got their goals that's been something that people have, have, have beaten them with Derek Ling actually said to me in his interview afterwards that they weren't overly concerned uh, with that and that maybe that and I put it to him that Maybe we on the outside were getting stressed about that, but they weren't. I think they're glad to have got their goals. I think they're glad to have got the points because um, Corrigan Park can be quite tricky. But look, it wasn't a spectacle. And I think Mickey Wall summed it up nicely in commentary. About halfway through the first half, he said, it feels like an exhibition game. It feels like we're opening a field. It kind of was over at half time, four sixteen to one seven, and you could probably fear if you were an Antrim supporter that it was going to be a cricket score. Albeit Derry Ling certainly wasn't happy conceding three goals, um, and he did say that to you afterwards as well. But it does leave Kilkenny nicely sitting in uh, top with a trio between Galway, Kilkenny, and I think the other is Dublin. Um, if I'm trying to check my notes here as well, so it's all looking good for Kilkenny at the minute. It is, and they dispatched Westmeath in a manner that maybe they, you know, they they would have liked to have maybe got a few goals or whatever, but they won the game. Drew with Galway gave up a lead in that game. Maybe they won't be too happy with that, but then went to Antrim and won, and now they're odds on to get to the final. Uh, the Leinster Championship is a bit of a funny one as compared to the Munster Championship. When you go into Munster, I think you have to be absolutely at full pace, and if you're one or two percent off, you'll be beaten. Look what happened to Limerick against Clare whereas with the Leinster Championship a team like Kilkenny and this is not Kilkenny's fault this is just the way the championship is you can kind of build your way into it like TJ Reid um, didn't feature too much in the league at all I, did, I, not, I don't think he even got game time in the final so you're able to kind of get him up to fitness here while playing games that you're able to win not at 100% 
close enough to it. You have to respect your opponent, but you're able to play your way in. And, you know, they've had a look at a good few players and Mossy Cohn got his hat trick of goals yesterday. That's good. TJ kept up his usual kind of scoring rate. Billy Ryan sniped over some good points from play. But, like, it's it's been a bit of a strange one so far because you'd expect them to beat Antrim and Westmead. And then against Galway, like, Kilkenny don't want to lose at home. Galway would like to beat them away. But ultimately, those two know they're probably going to meet fairly soon so there was an oddness about that game which I actually watched back today because I felt you know what I'm going to learn a lot more about Kilkenny by watching that game back as opposed to yesterday's game back uh, but look I, look, what they've done so far what they've needed to do so far they've done and yes they would like to have beaten Galway but with Dublin and Wexford to come they'll probably do enough to get to the final and that's really all that matters and you can see them warming up nicely you can see what they're trying to do Derek is a you know he's a he, he's a he's a very clever man and that's reflected I think in the way that he's prepared his team and I, I, I think they should be happy with where they are so far because bigger tests are to come but they will be able to step up to those I mean it's not their fault that they're not in a intense monster championship style competition but they like there's there's and Taggy said it yesterday with uh, Shane that you know People will say the Munster Championship is tougher than the Leinster Championship, but Kilkenny, when they've needed to, have been able to step up to match uh, what comes out of Munster. And I suppose we're looking at this weekend uh, or next weekend's game, they have a break now this weekend. Actually, it's two weeks' time. They match against Dublin, and with Dublin beating Wexford uh, at the weekend as well, which I don't think too many would have forecasted that result. Um, how do you see this game going with Kilkenny going in against Dubs? Well, the fact that Kilkenny are at home is a big deal and uh, helps. Uh, look, Kilkenny are just a level above Dublin at the moment. Dublin, now, in fairness, over the years have pulled off fairly big victories or surprise victories. One thinks of the one against Galway uh, a couple of years ago. But then in that same year, they went off and they lost to a very good Leash team, of course, managed by Eddie Brennan. Um, but I just don't see how Dublin bridged the gap to this Kilkenny team because I think Kilkenny can kick it up another gear. Um, Dublin are probably in a bit of a development. I think Michal Donoghue needs a couple of years there. They've got some really good players. Uh, but of course, fans and players and teams and managers are impatient. They want it to happen as soon as possible. But sometimes you just have to accept it does take time. It will take Dublin time. I think they will be good. But I don't think they're at a level yet where in the championship they could beat Kilkenny in Kilkenny. So in a couple of weeks' time, do you still fancy Kilkenny and Galway to be playing in a Leinster final? Oh, I do. I do. I, I like what Henry is doing with Galway. Um, like even you could see the confidence of a youngster to get the equaliser against uh, Declan Lachlan. I, I, got, I have to say, I didn't know too much about him, but Henry backed him and put him out there away to Kilkenny. So what does that tell you about what Henry thinks of, of that player? Um, so yeah, look, Galway are physically strong and all over the pitch. Um, intensity wise, they could probably match Kilkenny. I think those two in the Leinster Championship are a rung above, possibly even to everyone else. Now, Wexford might be irritated to hear that. If they didn't have the injury problems that they did, then maybe they'd be up there too. They've been really hamstrung. I think Darry Egan is a fine manager, but I think any manager would struggle with the injury issues that, that his team has, has had. And even Antrim, Darren Gleeson, like they were missing probably three or four absolute nail-on starters and really good starters as well. So they were at a disadvantage. And it just goes to show where a Kilkenny or a Galway could probably go into a game and, OK, look, obviously you'd miss the likes of a of a TJ or a Hugh Lawler who'd be a huge loss. Uh, but like they'd have a deep enough squad that they could win most games even without one or two, maybe even three or four, depending on who they were playing. Antrim and Wexford, when they're playing the likes of Kilkenny and Galway in the championship, probably just couldn't do that. Maybe Dublin the same. 
And just staying with the Leinster Championship, out of the two that's probably looking at relegation trouble, Antrim and Westmeath, out of those two, who do you fancy staying up for next year? Well, I, I, see, my, my, I'm not basing it on very strong evidence because the only one of them I've seen in the championship is Antrim. Now, if you look at the score lines that Westmeath have shipped, you'd say, okay, probably them. But they know, Martin, effectively, like the game against Antrim could be the one to aim at in the same way that they would have known in the league the game against Leash was the the one to aim at and if you win that you'll be okay um, I, I like if Antrim can get those few players back like they look good yesterday it's a scoreline of 320 that's pretty impressive the one thing is is they went direct and I hadn't seen too much of Antrim going direct this year they hadn't done it whole pile and when they went direct they got goals but Neil McManus went off with a hamstring injury now when he's out that that's a that that's a huge loss for Antrim because he can go on the edge of the square and win ball and even yesterday up against Hugh Lawler he won a few balls and that's no discredit to Hugh Lawler Neil McManus is a good forward he's going to win a few balls regardless of who he's marking the best in the business as Hugh Lawler is you know it doesn't matter but he he it looks like he's out so that levels it up a little bit further Westmead missing a few players goes back to what I was saying if you're one of those kind of teams who are you know trying to catch up with the others and you're missing players it really comes against you and I don't know will Westmead get those players back so on that basis I would shade Antrim at the moment but look I haven't seen a whole pile of Westmead and I don't know if they're going to get the players that they need back and also as well I will say Martin Joe Fortune the Westmead manager is a good pal of mine so I don't want to talk him down <laughs> You don't want to be getting yourself in trouble either Come here to no, me you're a man no. in the, the media like as all currently and you are probably listening to Donald Oag last night and what he had to say how do you feel about his remarks that uh, RTE and the GAA are exploiting Harlan and they're taking oxygen out of it by the new GAA GO system uh, or have you any thoughts on what he said last night do you agree or do you disagree with him okay well let's let's get the obvious things out of the way I did games for GAA GO last year granted it was a very different type of entity last year to what it is this year like last year they wouldn't have had the big games that they do this year and it's, it's like they replaced Sky Sports effectively this year whereas last year they were very much kind of picking up games that might not have been on terrestrial TV. I also did games for Sky Sports, so I'm willing to work for GA broadcasters behind the paywall. Um, I do think that Hurling does need as much coverage as possible. Um, I, and it's, a, it's a drum that Don Loke has been banging for many years. I remember even maybe 10 or 12 years ago when I was still in News Talk as a full-time employee and, and uh, uh, someone who, who was part of the breakfast show on the sports coverage, he actually said to me one day, you know, well done, you always step up for hurling and you know you, you you do your bit for hurling um so it's something he has thought about and has been following for a long long time um sometimes in the GAA world um we are quick to judge in the middle of a season like if you remember last year the talk ahead of the Talton Cup was this thing's not going to work it won't get the exposure no one's going to see it and in the end when we actually went and did the thing as as in the GA world, GA people, every everybody, it worked. It was fantastic. And now people are looking forward to the Talton Cup. I understand the frustration because two incredible games, three incredible games, I'll say, in Hurling weren't on free-to-air TV. And I would like to have seen at least one of them on free-to-air TV. As someone who's in sports marketing as well as media, like you have to show your product. It has to be able to be, it has to be accessible. And one of the points that Don Logue made about his nephew knowing all the Liverpool squad well, one of the reasons there is is not because they're on TV all the time. They're behind a paywall, but an easier paywall to access, we'll say, than GA Go for a lot of older people especially. But one of those reasons is because they're really good on social media. 
So that's maybe something where the GA can look and say, well, maybe we can do more on social media. Um, I am, re- you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to judge while we're still in the middle of the season, Martin, because what will happen is, is um, as we go on, more games will pop up on terrestrial TV. And then at the end of it, we might have forgotten that the first few weeks, actually, there wasn't a whole pile of games. Yeah. That said, I like, look, I, I love hurling. It's my favorite sport. It's the only sport I still play badly at the age of 42. But I, as Mickey Wells says to me, no, keep keep going as long as you can. Doesn't matter about levels. Doesn't matter how bad you are. Just keep going and keep playing as long as you can. I do think there needs to be more hurling. I do think it needs to be promoted better. But it's not just a matter of putting it on TV. It is a wider discussion. And it's um, like we need to grow hurling. We don't just need to show more of it. We need to grow it and we need to get coaches into counties that are weak counties. We need to make sure that the strong counties stay strong. We don't need another Offaly um, and and that's no disrespect to Offaly. They would admit themselves that they let it slip, and they're still catching up now, and they're doing a great job. There, there's a a whole range of um, issues when we talk about hurling and where it needs to be. Well, Oshin, thanks a million as always for that, and the debate will probably linger on a bit more. And we, as you say, we'll have to wait and see how it all unfolds at the end of the season. My many thanks as always for joining me here on full time this evening. Hope you stay dry for the rest of the evening and enjoy the rest of your week as well. It's actually beautiful in Dungarvan, Martin. I'm, that's where I am at the moment, and the sun is shining. I'm looking, at, I'm looking out on the greenway, and I fancy a walk. Well, send it up our way, please. <laughs> I will. No bother. Dungarvan County Waterford, I should clarify, not Dungarvan Kilkenny. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oshin Langham, thanks a mil for that, and enjoy your Take walk. Take care. That was Oshin Langan having a chat with us there. Of course, he was on sports commentary for KCLR yesterday with Michael Welsh in Corrigan Park. Right, I'm going to try and get Terence Kelly on the phone line very soon to have a chat about Carlo's win yesterday. But first of all, I have a quick break to take, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Your Monday night sports show, full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty. Yes, good evening and welcome back into full time here with myself, Martin Quilty. Well, what do you think? We'd love to hear from you. Do you agree with Donal Oge? Do you agree with Oshin? Should matches be free to wear or do you mind them being behind a paywall and having to pay for the chance of watching more GAA games on the TV or wherever you watch them from these days? Well, do get in touch with us on the text or WhatsApp dinnersready.ie contact line 083 306 We would love to have... Uh, here, your thoughts about all of the different aspects of GA or GAA Go, whether you agree with it or not. Right, I don't know whether the next man agrees with it or not, but one thing he certainly will agree is there's, oh, wrong button, that Carlo had a very good win against uh, Down yesterday in Ballycran, and I was chatting to this morning, and jet lag wasn't a problem to Terence Kelly. Terence, how are you this evening, good sir? Uh, I'm good, Martin. I'm good, Martin. Yeah, yeah. We got home eventually last night, and we're grand. Good results. Good day in the office. It was a very good day at the office. I can tell you for both uh, t- teams going up uh, north to come away with eleven goals between the two, and ye getting the bigger end of that six twenty three to twenty eight points victory for Carlo against Down yesterday, and it sets up a mouthwatering clash at the weekend because Carlo and Offaly go head to head for a chance to play in the Joe McDonough Cup final. Uh, but first of all, Terence, let's get back to yesterday and down in Ballycran. We heard afterwards Tom Mullally talking about going to Down, not coming away with victories in previous years. They certainly done that yesterday. An unbelievable tally and to get six goals as well in the process. It certainly was a good day for the Barrowsiders. Absolutely, like, you know, they, they, you know, they played very, very well. Like, you know, you might be a little bit concerned, maybe conceding 28 points. In other words, uh, 10 of those and play a spawn. But nevertheless, Carlo were very, very good. 
uh, you know, they got six goals. Conor Cahill got the first one early and playing kind of settled them down and they were playing with a, playing with a good breeze early on. So they were like, but, uh, they scored another four between that and half time. Marty Kavanagh, you know, he got, Marty got a goal of four points from play and seven from freeze and Chris Nolan got two, four from play. And, uh, you know, the forward division were playing very, very well backed up by a defense. There. No nonsense defense, but, uh, but you know, it's probably a bit of a far scoreline because Brian Tracy was just magnificent in goal. Give credit where credit is due. He saved three, but looked like certain goals. And he also saved the penalty in the second half. So, this and Carlo were excellent. They were the better team by a mile. Well, they were better, they were the better team, but you know, down weren't as far back as the scoreline would suggest. But, uh, no, it was very, very good in the offices that said that, uh, that even though the downfall forward line kind of pulled out over defenders big time, brought them around Ballycran for a walk, uh, for a run a lot of the time. And it caused a lot of problems. But Brian Tracy, you know, he's so tall in between and, uh, no, I said Paul Dial, next and hurler, he was brought for a bit of a tour and so with the fullback Connor Lawler, but he only played a two-man full forward in most of the time, but nevertheless, he'd have to be very, very happy with Carlos work rate. Unbelievable. Like, you know, they backed up one another to the last anyway, and, uh, you know, I said that the forward division, like, to, you know, to score six, I think it was about 6.21 from play. Or no, 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 six. 6.14 from play out of 6.23 I think there's 9 points got from play spots but you know like that is an incredible score but uh, you That's know on the day as fair going out 5 of the goals were brilliant goals 1 of the goals like John Nolan in the second half who had an excellent game sent in the ball from 45 metres out the goalie was kind of looking to see where were they cleared out to before he had it in his hand and fell out of his hand literally 6 inches over the line and that was Technically a soft goal as such, but no, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't not find the players, their effort, their work, the work for one another was impressive. Like we started, we made a few changes before the team, Paddy O'Shea filled in for JP Tracy, he questioned himself very, very well, so he did. John Michael Nolan came in for, uh, come in for Paddy Bowen. Now Paddy Bowen, um, he's a fantastic hand. John Michael Nolan has been suffering with a back injury on and off all the time and he had to be replaced at half time. He came in and got his point, but the chap is not right. He was a massive target for Carlo for many years, but he just hasn't kind of, you know, since that injury, like he hasn't kind of got back to himself. Hopefully, you know, the next couple of weeks can maybe, you know, help him out. But on the day, uh, you know, his back has given him problems. I was speaking with him afterwards and, uh, you know, he's, he's disappointed like that. He's, you know, his back problem has caused him problems, but you no, know, that's the way. But listen, it was an impressive performance from Carlo and uh, an impressive performance from Carlo and, well, you'd have to, you'd have to look to a very, very strong backline. You know, Jack Kavanagh, the white man of Carlo Hurling at the present time, is having a fantastic year. Dimer Bourne settled in very well into the middle of the field. Big Fitzpatrick, as usual, added his couple of points. And you know, O'Shea said that was just kind of deputising. He came in there yesterday, like as replacement for JP, he fitted in very well also. The midfield pairing of Conor Cahill got his goal early on, got a bit of a dirty tackle after half time, and he was replaced after that, like Connor's an outstanding hurler. Kevin Mack went from centre field, from centre back to centre field, and his work rate is unbelievable. He's back in the half back line, he's in the half forward line, he's all over the place. But up front, you'd probably say James Doyle, Marty Kavanagh, and the Nolan brothers, like, you know, put on an exhibition. 
Like they were, no, like, you know, they worked really well. Unbeaten uh, so far in the Joe McDonough Cup from four games, two wins, two draws. It leaves Carlo on six points. It's only Offaly that are ahead of him uh, with four victories from four games played. Um, and as we say, a massive game for Carlo coming up at the weekend as the top two go head to head. And Carlo will probably need a victory in this one. I don't think a draw may put them through. I suppose it all depends on the result between Kerry and Leash who play one another as well. But if Carlo yeah. could get a victory against Offaly, it is in Netwatch Cullen Park at the weekend. It would leave both teams playing in the Joe McDonough Cup final and it certainly would be a great turnaround for Carlo because they played fantastic so far in the Joe McDonough Cup. Yeah, well, it's true. Like, you know, Offaly are the league champions. So they are, like, you know, they won the league to beat Leash in the league final. Offaly are the league champions. Like, they're a proud, they're a proud county. Like, Offaly, if you look back in the records, they are a massive county. Like, they have massive records for a small county. They have been in 10 Leinster finals in 11 years from 80s to 90s. You know, they're, 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 they're a serious outfit. Like, you know, they have a great record. They have the only dual all-star in Leinster at the present time. And I'm just saying, they're, they're a county with a very, very proud county. Not a lot of clubs, but a lot of hurling. But, you know, Carlo, we're saying all the time, they're probably punching above their weight. Like, but, you know, they're, Carlo are proud. They are a proud county and they're work great for one another. Like, you'd have to admire it. You know, as you, a lot of them would put their hurls, their hands where you wouldn't put your hurlies at times, like, you know, just for the cause. And listen, Offaly will probably be favourites. Carlo went up last year and beat him by five points in Tullamore. But the other results on the day, it didn't favour him. And they were, you know, they were dismissed or they were eliminated out of the competition. But, you know, it's a huge game. And hopefully, hopefully, like the people can come out and give them support. Like there are, we have a small conveyor belt, a small amount of players, but, you know, like they're, they're massively proud. They're no like the like their work rate is unbelievable. Like and skill wise, there's a lot of them up there with the best of them. But you know, hopefully we'll have a great turnout on Saturday even half five at the playoff in in Newark, Cullen Park. Yeah, it certainly is a nice game or a nice time even for a game. And I'll be giving all that details out later on. Turns we keep our fingers crossed for Tom Mullally and all the Carlow men, and hopefully they can get a result against Offaly at the weekend and get into the Joe McDonough Cup final, where it would be fantastic to see them probably up against. Offaly, because I think Offaly are there already, so it really does depend yeah, on yeah, that yeah, game. So yeah. uh, we'll probably hear you at the weekend anyway. The very best of luck with it, and no doubt I'll be having a chat to you again next Monday, preparing for a Joe McDonough Cup final. Please, God. <laughs> hopefully, Martin. Hopefully, so. Listen, thanks for having me on, Martin. As okay. always, Terence, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. That is Terence Kelly there having a chat with me about Carlo's exploits in Ballycran yesterday with a good victory, six twenty-three to twenty-eight points victory over Down. And as we said earlier, they will play awfully at the weekend. Right, coming up, I'm going to be chatting to Mark Dowling, under twenty managers. We look ahead to the under twenty semi-final at the weekend. But first of all, I have to take a quick break. So don't go anywhere. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. My God, time really does fly here on a Monday when you're having fun. It is approaching 20 to 7. We're still a couple of minutes away from it, but it's uh, after changing outside. It looks like the rain has abated a little bit, so that's all good news. What hopefully will be good news as well is the under-20 semi-final result, uh, which Kilkenny will be taking on Wexford and UPMC Nolan Park on Wednesday evening with a throw-in time of 6.45pm. It is uh, the O'Neills.com Leinsterner. 20 semi-final and I am joined on the phone line by the Kilkenny under 20 manager Mark Dowling. Mark how are you this evening good sir? 
Good Martin, yeah. How are you things? Ah, all good now. I'm nice and dry in this nice studio, thank God. Uh, yeah. So hopefully you're keeping dry as well and preparing for what is uh, an important game, I suppose, for yourselves and the under-20 panel as you go against neighbours down in Wexford in the semi-final. You played one another already on the 8th of April. Wexford coming away with that victory, but certainly things have gotten a lot better since with victories over Galway and victories over Dublin to make it the semi-final. So a game I suppose you're looking forward to and getting back at the Yellow Bellies. Yeah, look, I suppose we are looking forward to it. It's it's good to to finally get to the knockout stages, you know. Um, yeah, look, it, it, playing Wexford in the first round seems a long time ago now, uh, a lot longer than it was. But um, yeah, look, we, I suppose it was it wasn't the start we would have wanted, but it was always going to be a difficult trip down there, and uh, we managed then, as he said, to pick up wins against Galway and Dublin. So. Um, yeah, look, we are where we are now at this stage and um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to, to getting another crack at, at Wexford. Do you think, Mark, uh, from the first day, and it was only your first out and in the Championship as well, that you probably learned a lot more about Wexford maybe than what they would have learned about you because you've had good wins, as I said, against Galway uh, and Dublin. Um, so compared to the first day, it's uh, probably going to be chalk and cheese to what they've seen you play. So would that be fair to say that you certainly learned more about them than maybe they did about you that evening? Um, yeah, I don't know really if that's accurate or not. Maybe there might be some truth to it. Uh, you know, both teams have probably changed a little bit for different reasons, be it injuries or just, you know, um, as you tend to go through a, a condensed championship like that, you know, it's, um, team takes to, uh, team tends to take shape and evolve as you go through it. And, you know, our own one probably has done. And then, um, just availability of players has been well versed and all for all the counties. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of, it, the round robin, I suppose all teams were kind of um, changing somewhat throughout. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 I don't know, like, I mean, we like to think we've, we learned from the defeat uh, against Wexford and, and improved since then, but really probably won't be able to say that for definite until, until Wednesday night, you know. I suppose you just brought it up there about player availability, Mark, and we've heard a lot of managers coming out, not only for hurling, uh, but for football as well, in relation to the under-20 players and their availability-wise with uh, their adult teams and the seven-day uh, window frame that's there available. So I suppose for you and for the, the team on Wednesday evening, um, how are you fixed uh, for player availability-wise after yesterday? Have you a strong panel? Any of the lads are available to you? Yeah, well, look, we, we've we've a strong panel certainly, and uh, in relation to the seniors, uh, yeah, look, I mean, Billy Drennan is probably the only one that there's a bit of doubt over, uh, and that's down to an injury uh, that he sustained with ourselves against against Galway there. So, uh, nothing serious, but but you know, it kept him out for a few weeks. Uh, he's back in training now, and uh, yeah, look, to be honest, don't know at the minute right now will he be right for Wednesday it'll be touch and go he, it may come a bit too soon for him but but the important thing from his point of view is he's he's um, he's back on demand and he'll be back playing very very shortly uh, yeah so look we, we've picked up a few injuries um, throughout the course of the season which we're always going to do uh, Shane Coogan and Derek Queeley and Mark Donnelly probably won't see action with us again because of their injuries uh, and a, a few others are, are carrying niggles and strains but other than that we have a, we have a full complement uh, 
and yeah, like like outside the injuries, you know, we should we should have everyone available. Um, so um, yeah, we'll be we'll be good to go without any excuses, you know. I suppose it certainly will have a championship feel to it. Albeit, it's great to have the round robin series and get a couple of matches in, but it's now do or die. You know, the loser that's the end of the season for the under twenties, unless they're in with the adult team as well. Um, so it's the format that we are or we were used to knowing knockouts, and that's the way we like it. And there'll certainly be a bit of cut and trust about this game I think on Wednesday evening Yeah look the format Martin definitely improved this year as opposed to other years where it was you know a knockout the first match was a knockout and you know if you didn't didn't win it your season was over so you were after training for four six months and and, and then you know your season possibly over uh, so it's a, it, the format is certainly better um, you know the round robin and you know We've been guaranteed a minimum of four games. This one being the fourth, hopefully we'll have another one or two after. Uh, so yeah, look, it's been it's been great that way. But but obviously, look, there'll be a change in in intensity and in atmosphere, as you say, on on Wednesday night. And look, we're all uh, well aware of the difference between round robin or, or league games versus championship. And and the lads themselves will will be well aware of that. You know, so um, yeah, it'll, it'll it'll certainly have a different cut and trust to it. Mark, how important is it that the the game to yourselves at the weekend, especially for a cut and trust game like that, that it is a home game and it's going to be in UPMC Nolan Park, which I'm saying you're probably expecting and will get a decent crowd as well there on a Wednesday evening. But how important is it to have a home game when it comes to knockout? Oh, well, yeah, I don't know what I put massive importance on it. I think, look, you'd obviously prefer it than, than not have it. But... Um, Look, ultimately the players have to go out and and perform, whether it's in Nolan Park or anywhere else around the country. You know, um, if you get a crowd over there, which hopefully we will, you know, it can help. All right, if if things are going your way, they can get behind you and that. And uh, you know, it's certainly it's certainly uh, an advantage as opposed to a disadvantage. And it's you'd like to think that you know Nolan Park is a tough place for opposition teams to come to. Um, so look, we're glad to be there, but but I suppose that the the um, the bones of it are the same, really, in relation to the sixty minutes of the match. You know, you still have to go out and do the do your do the business. You know. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed that the team and all of yourselves and the backroom team, we wish you the best of luck, and hopefully, it will be the business end of things for yourselves as you hope to be preparing for a Leinster final. We won't jinx it. We'll just wish you well at the minute, um, and hopefully, the the result does go your way on Wednesday evening. And that is, as I say, the O'Neill's.com Leinster Under Twenty Championship Semi Final: Kilkenny versus Wexford at six forty-five in UPMC Nolan Park. Get your tickets early and get there and support. Mark and the team and Mark the very best of luck to you and all the staff and the team there on Wednesday evening and it will be live with ourselves here on KCLR Great. Thanks, Martin. Perfect, Goodbye. Mark. Appreciate your time as always. Thank you very much for that. And that's not only the game that we have uh, coming up for you because there is a dose of hurling games on starting with that game on Wednesday. But then on Friday, we are heading to MW Hoyer or Moor Park in Port Leash for the Electric Ireland Leinster Minor Hurling Final Kilkenny versus Galway. 7.30pm throw-in and we will have it live here with ourselves on KCLR. Then on Saturday, we 
we have a double helping of Camogie as myself and Anya Farrell will be heading to UPMC Nolan Park to bring you first of all the Leinster Intermediate Semi-Final between Kilkenny and Wexford that has a 12.30pm throw-in before the big one and a repeat of last year's Leinster Final it is Kilkenny versus Dublin 2.30pm in the Leinster Decider and Kilkenny having a good win uh, over the weekend we'll chat about that shortly uh, at half past five then you will hear in full the Joe McDonough Cup Round 5 Crunch tie between Carlo and Offaly from Netwatch Cullen Park and we're all getting behind the team on that one as they vied for and Joe McDonough Cup final spot before we turn to the big ball then on Sunday and we head to uh, Eckelkin Park Eckelkin Eckelkin Park in Ockram uh, for the Charlton Cup round one game between Wicklow and Carlo. I haven't heard of a call by uh, that before. Um, so that is Wicklow and Carlo in the first round of the Charlton Cup 4pm from Ockram. Right, before we go to another ad break time for a quick rundown of a sports roundup, we're going to start with soccer and in Kilkenny with the Junior Mark Lawler Premier Cup, Callan United 3, Clover United 0. Callum will now face the winners of Freebooters and Evergreen A who meet on May 21st for their quarter final fixture in the Kilkenny St. Canis' Credit Union Premier Division Evergreen, Evergreen A three freebooters nil and Evergreen finishes champions two points clear of freebooters a Kilkenny Division 1 Billy Lackey Memorial Cup final Dean Celtic 1 St. Canis' 2 and the win completes a league and cup double for St. Canis' having secured the KCLR scoreline.ie Division 1 title last month it also marks the second year running to do a league and cup double having claimed the Division 2 title and Ken and Michael Byrne Cup last season. So well done to everybody involved there with St. Canis's. In the Division 2 Ken and Michael Byrne Cup, it was River Rangers a nil Castle or Castle Warren Celtic even our own Shane O'Keefe's team uh, two and Castle Warren will now play Freshford in the final so Shane has a final to prepare for so we wish him and the team the very best of luck in that in the Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield quarterfinals Stonyford 2 Freshford Town 2 with 4-2 after penalties to Stonyford as Tullerone beat Evergreen C 5-3 in the auto image 0-3-5 League Division 1 it was Carlo Rovers 3 Kalishan FC 1 and St. Felix nil Slaney Rovers 3 in the auto image 035 League Division 2 Burn Celtic 3 Bolton Glass Town nil Nurney Villa 1 Carnew FC 5 and St. Anne's Ballylinen 2 Hanover Harps 3 while in the Division 3 it was Bagnallstown AFC 3 Village FC nil St. Joseph's FC 1 Dolman Celtic 2 and Ballymurphy Celtic 2 Moon Celtic 1 moving along then to Camogie News Kilkenny lost their opening game of the under 16A All-Ireland Championship yesterday to Tipperary they'll now go and face Limerick this weekend and it's a home game for Kilkenny while in Carlow they had better fortunes as Carlow beat Mayo in the first round of the under 16 All-Ireland B Championship and they will travel to Roscommon next weekend to take on the host team up there so well done to Carlow and we wish you the very best of luck and to Kilkenny this weekend coming as well meanwhile Jerry Murphy the good man that he is was in contact about handball news very little this weekend coming but he did give him semi on the winners in the Leinster Juvenile LC Championship winners in the boys it was BU slash 15S Connor Deegan of Talbot's Inch while in the BU slash 16S it was Noah Scott from Liz Downey they were the winners there well done to one and all 
Right, coming up shortly, we are going to have Keeping It Real, the final show, poor Shannon, with uh, SETU students from 7 to 8. Hard to believe it's 8 weeks already. But this week, Laura, Brian and Neve will talk about who and what inspires them. They tell us about the best piece of advice they've ever received, as well as who offered it to them, the careers they wanted when they were children, and an exciting Eurovision quiz and much more. That's coming up between 7 and 8, while Owen Carey will take over then for fully loaded from 8 to 10 but from 9 to 10 this evening we are going to have the hot press search for a star local hero winner which was Heidi from Galway and KCLR are going to broadcast the recording of the live final this evening from 9 to 10 during fully loaded. Tune in to hear all the excitement from the grand final with your host Trish Archer and Tom Dunn and the winning song will be appearing here on Earth station very very soon so keep an eye out for that right moving along very quickly i'm joined in studio by Anya farrell who is going to have a quick chat to me about all things camogie related the weekend Anya, how are you i'm good thanks martin how are you i am great thank you kindly right let's get straight to it kilkenny and westmeath uh last weekend win for kilkenny 421 to six points puts him into as we said earlier the leinster final against dublin maybe not the best preparation to be going into it but nevertheless brian dillon will be happy he's there yeah listen a win is a win for them and you know back into another leinster final and that's something that the girls be really looking forward to um by all accounts it seemed to have been a really good team performance for everyone and you know great to see the likes of Eva Doyle getting back onto the field to play there as well i think it's we're probably kind of coming up to the 12 months that she would have um she would have hurt herself last year when she did the cruise. Well, we're definitely over the 12 for Kelly and to be back yeah, but I, I think, think Eva's coming close yeah, to it, around yeah. it. So yeah, do you know what? It's great to see her getting out and, you know, kind of, I suppose, dusting off the shackles and getting a good bit of game time into her because she's going to be a massive player for the for the championship as well and also great to see Katie Nolan as well get coming back. We kind of missed her from the league stages and, you know, it's great to see her kind of in really good form as well and, you know, I think Kilkenny will certainly be going, uh, going for a big Leinster title this year and what a great preparation will be for the All-Ireland because it's not the All-Ireland Championship is going to be on us quite soon. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, we know that Miriam Welsh is going to be out for a while but Aoife Prendergast was slotted in into the Mm -hmm. full forward line there. They've had a lot of weeks training. You can see intensity certainly has risen, I'd say, within Mm -hmm. the training camp and Aoife coming away with 2-6 yesterday as well which isn't a bad old tally and the dynamic duo from Dixborough herself and Jenny Clifford combining and getting uh, two goals early in the first half to take that lead in so all things are going very well for the Kilkenny senior team yeah, they certainly are. And I suppose for Aoife, you know, such a versatile player. We're probably so, so we're probably so used to seeing her maybe in a half back line midfield kind of role, but to be put up into the forwards, you know, it just shows that, um, that nothing will phase her and that she'll do anything to get onto that team. And, you know, great to see her working so hard and getting the scores because she's after putting in, you know, a, a really good grind into this Kilkenny senior squad for the last couple of years. And it's great to see her, you know, kind of nearly cementing herself as certainly one of the, the main players there that Kilkenny can go to. So yeah, absolutely brilliant for her too. Ooh, certainly is. You were obviously in Castlecomer at the weekend to see Kilkenny Intermediates taking on Dublin mm-hmm. 2 as they're known. Um, easy win for Kilkenny in the end, 4-24-2. A goal they face off against Wexford now in the semi-final, which is part of that double header mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah, like to be fair, like I suppose it's, it's it was quite a hard match really to sum it up when you have to look at Dublin. They definitely weren't 
anywhere near the Dublin Intermediate squad that we've seen, you know, over the past couple of years. And But I suppose for Kilkenny, the way that they're going to be looking at it, they're after coming off the back of a, a league final defeat to Cork where they would have been bitterly disappointed in it. I don't know if the management team have really learned much from this game, but what it was was a scoring phenomenon for some of the players. Like 4.24 is a massive scoreline to be thrown up. You look at Trace Donnelly there, she got on the she got on the scoreboard with a goal and four points. Uh, Claire Doheny, she got um, a goal and two. Laura Green scored three unbelievable points in the first half um, you know they substituted her off at half time because she had it, you know, she had enough done and I suppose it gave the management team an opportunity to bring in more players you look at there Afton Grace I think was it 2-5 that she got as well and she was you know very clinical on the freeze too Sarah Barker coming back down from the senior squad really added a kind of a boost that you know to the centre forward position and she got in there with four points Danielle Quigley getting a point Emma Hall and Ellen Gunner coming on as well they're scoring two points and one point each Eve Cantwell coming in scoring a point and Carolyn Kendi scoring a point so definitely an array of scores all over the place. Worrying enough, you know, for Dublin, I suppose it took them nearly 15 minutes to get a first shot and goal and, you know, that went wide. Then 22 minutes later, they had another free which went wide. So they really only got two or three shots on target in the first half. I suppose if you look at the Leinster for both the Hurling and the Camogie, you're not really looking at many teams. Like, I mean, Dublin beat Meath in the semi-final. Mm-hmm. We bet Westmeath fairly handy enough. I mean, same two teams are in the final. We know yeah. what happened last year, no more park in Port Leash, but like, has the standard dropped in Leinster dramatically? Like, that there's only a couple of teams fighting for the positions. I know Carlo is going very, very yeah. well. We have to say they are playing Wicklow as well the weekend in their semi final mm-hmm. and they are going very, very well. So, I mean, we could be looking at a Kilkenny Carlo intermediate final yeah. in a couple of weeks' time, but realistically, I mean, when you look at the likes of Wexford and Offaly who have always been there, you know, there's none of them really putting it up to Kilkenny or Dublin when it comes to senior level at the minute. And that's a bit worrying for the, the province. Yeah, it certainly is. And I suppose it like, it just goes to show that it's not really competitive anymore. And, you know, for the Kilkenny seniors, they would have six, seven weeks to prepare for that match against Westmead. And, you know, probably were maybe hoping for a lot tougher task as were the intermediates in that. And I suppose when you kind of look on the other side of it and you look to Munster, there's been some really serious competitive games, which are at the Munster Senior Championship. We'd watch for it come out with a great victory over Cork, only to be beaten by Tip at the weekend in the Munster semi-final and it's now Tip and Clare setting up a nice affair for themselves in a Munster final and I suppose like it can it's nearly the Munster Championship is there for anybody like you know any one team can come up but I suppose we're kind of seeing the same teams you know it's particularly over the last couple of years that are really producing the goods and Kilkenny are always going to be there you know you could nearly set themselves into a Leinster final now at this stage at both intermediate and senior and you know you're trying not to be disrespect, disrespectful or critical towards the other teams in Leinster but there just doesn't seem to be anybody kind of you know moving along with them nicely it's kind of seems to be good. Kenny are really just out on their own and that's at both grades really now at this stage. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, one of those players that was missing is Miriam Welsh. She's out with a knee injury. But I managed to catch up with Miriam who was at the game uh, in TEG Cusick Park in Westmead at the weekend and I asked her about her injury and how her rehab was going. Here's what she told me. Miriam Welsh, uh, unfortunately a spectator at the minute because of injury. Um, but a bit of good news though, you've got the operation done on the knee so things are progressing nicely along for you yeah that's it Martin I'm three weeks post-op so I'm on the way to recovery thank God so um, hopefully the nine months will fly 
what's it like being at the opposite end of it and looking from the stand as you were today when the girls were playing very well against Westmeath you'd have loved to be in the forward line especially with the girl here beside me scoring all those goals but different uh, different perspective sitting in the stand yeah look um, it's disappointing that I'm not um, playing but I'm absolutely delighted to be still part of a great bunch of girls and they were brilliant today so I was delighted for them to get over the line and rehab is going well? Yeah, rehab's going well. I started yesterday, so um, yeah, be a different uh, perspective this year, but uh, no, hopefully the few months will fly, as I was saying. Well, best of luck with it, and thanks for giving us a quick update. Thanks, Martin. Cheers. Yeah, that was Miriam there giving us a quick update. Uh, come on, kind podcast out this week. We'll be heading over to Studio 2 very, very soon to record that. No doubt the upcoming games at the weekend will feature, but also the probably the minor finals um, from UPMC Nolan Park yesterday and two very good finals they were. Yeah, and you know what? Great for Antrim and I suppose Cork obviously coming away with the victories and that there as well. So, you know, that's going to be a huge, huge boost, I think, especially for Antrim. Camogie, I think it's a really good thing. Uh, Cork and Waterford, obviously, in the, in the minor A final, Cork coming away with a victory from that as well by three points. You'd have to, your heart would have to go out three to Waterford though and that. I, I just feel like they're a team that, I really feel this year that everybody's really behind them and everybody's really rooting for them but listen again um, what an achievement for them to get to a minor A final and, and congratulations to Cork Yeah exactly well we'll be chatting and discussing all that later on Right Shannon Redmond is in the building she is next door with the students from SETU and she will be joining us very soon from 7 to 8 and if you like a bit of Eurovision there's a quiz coming so stay tuned you never know what might happen and to find out who inspires people why do they do it who told you a good bit of advice you never know coming up then later on in the week obviously we have the garden show with paul smith he will be here uh tomorrow may uh t- tomorrow is tuesday it is indeed after the six o'clock news to seven so if you like your gardening tune in to himself and then every wednesday it has we have followed the leaders here on kclr after the six o'clock news meeting people who are making changes and needed to tackle climate change and that is with deirdre drummy and Robbie Dowling. Right, I've had a notice here. So a pair of child's spectacles is found at St. Mary's Church Car Park in Kilkenny with a black round frame. Contact details of this person who found it are here with ourselves in KCLR. And if you are missing a pair of child's glasses, get in contact here with ourselves. Right, that's it from myself, Martin Quilty, for full time. Keep an eye on each other, take care, and I will be back with you again next Monday evening. Bye. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahards, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartsskoda.ie.